Welcome to the Get Cozy Podcast, where we talk all about that coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you weekly author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest upcoming cozy mystery releases. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, friends, and welcome to our first ever episode of the Get Cozy podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here listening along with us, and boy, do we have a special guest author to help us kick things off. Author Jennifer J. Chow writes multicultural mysteries and fantastical young adult stories. She lives in Los Angeles, California, and most of you cozy mystery fans probably know her best for her sassy cat mysteries, including Mimi Lee Gets a Clue, Mimi Lee Reads Between the Lines, and the upcoming Mimi Lee Cracks the Code. Jennifer, welcome and thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about this new podcast you're doing. Congrats. Oh, thank you. And the pleasure is just all mine, especially since I know you have Mimi Lee Cracks the Code releasing later this month, and you're probably really busy doing all those promo and extra things that authors have to do on top of actually writing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Today, we're going to be chatting about what makes a mystery cozy. But before we dive into that topic, Jennifer, do you want to start by telling our listeners what the Sassy Cat Mysteries are all about? Sure. So quickly, the Sassy Cat Mysteries are about Los Angeles pet groomer Mimi Lee. She pairs up with her telepathic Sassy Cat Marshmallow to solve cases. And then you've recently announced another novel that you have coming out in July of 2022 called Death by Bubble Tea, which has such a, go- a gorgeous cover. Um, everyone needs to head over to Goodreads and check it out if you haven't already. I also posted a picture of it on our Instagram account this week at Get Cozy Podcast. So you can drool over it there as well. <laughs> Um, And I am just personally such a huge Mimi Lee fan and can't wait to read this new book. What can you tell us about it? Well, the new book has two main characters. They're two cousins and they run a food stall together in a Los Angeles local night market. But then after they do their event one of their customers winds up dead and now they're involved you know they get their own serving of murder and have to figure out what happened oh my gosh it sounds so fun i just can't wait and is it going to be a series as well it's going to be at least two books in the it's called the la night market mystery series and so we'll see okay great well we can't wait to hear more about that And then let's go ahead and dig into our topic of the hour, the question we all get asked when we tell people that we read, or in your case, write cozy mysteries. What makes a mystery cozy? So Jennifer, let's have you start. Tell us what elements you think define a cozy mystery. 
For me, I think it's it's all about having that feeling, that cozy, comfy feeling. There's usually a connection that you feel um, with the main character. It's usually an amateur sleuth. Um, so like an everyday person that gets involved in a mystery. And then you also have the community of the sidekicks that are within each book. I feel like, you know, it's like coming back to a friend when you're in a cozy mystery because you have these people that you know and this like kind of small community that you're a part of. And it's just like a nice, comfy feeling. I also think that some of the coziness is is how it wraps up. So justice gets served. There's sort of like the happy ever after ending in the mystery world where like you understand everything that happened. And it's everything's tied up in this like nice little bow for you. Um, and then I guess the other part of what makes a cozy mystery for me is even even like the suspects involved in a cozy mystery, I think, are a little bit cozy in the sense that it's a limited amount of suspects. It's usually not just like everybody potentially on the street, right, <laughs> who could be the killer. So I think kind of that um, tighter net on suspects makes it a, a little bit cozy, too. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, there are all those elements from the amateur sleuth to always having justice in the end. Um, But it really, for me, for cozies, it's about that cozy vibe, that warm, welcoming uh, part of the story that just makes you want to snuggle up inside of it and be part of that story as well as just go along for the ride for the entire series. And what would you say are some things that readers might see in a standard mystery novel that might be a no-go in the cozy mystery genre? Mm. There's definitely a few things that you can't have in a cozy, which is, uh, so there's no violence, no like gory violence, uh, no swearing, uh, and no sex. Mm -hmm. It's just nice and cozy and comfortable read. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like if it was a movie, a cozy would probably be re- be rated about a PG, uh, maybe a PG-13 for some of them. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah. So the cozy mystery genre actually has quite a long history, and there are hundreds of new cozies being published each year in the traditional publishing space alone, and it's just such a unique genre. I'm always curious to learn how readers discovered it. So how did you get into cozies? For me, I got into cozies through Agatha Christie. I would read a lot of Christie with um, my mom, actually, when I was growing up. Some people would argue that some of Christie's books definitely are, are not cozy, but I really liked her Miss Marple series. And so that's, um, you know, got the nice small town element. She has this, you know, um, sleuth amateur sleuth that's solving all the cases and in fact it's probably getting you know more more facts about the case (laughs) than Mm -hmm. the the actual formal investigators involved so definitely i think agatha christie for cozy in terms of themed cozies um i think especially for the culinary cozies which involves food joanne fluke was um the big author for me i remembered uh, enjoying a lot of her 
her books and the recipes, although the recipes might not have turned out as well. (laughs) (laughs) I like the stories and just, you know, it's always fun to have that nice theme to a book as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned Agatha Christie and and reading those with your mom. I actually just started reading the Miss Marple series with my grandma um, who just turned 90 this year and it's been so much fun. Um, But I myself actually just got into the cozy mystery genre in 2020 when the pandemic was really getting started. And I just became hooked. Um, I've literally literally read hundreds of them since then. And I just find them so enchanting and hopeful and just like a perfect escape from some of the issues we're facing globally right now. Mm -hmm. And you're not alone in that. I've had a lot of people um, come up to me, whether they're readers or even like bookstore owners and say, wow, a lot of people are enjoying diving into the cozy mystery genre now just because it's it's such a nice escape and it it is full of hope for things turning all out all right in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've kind of seen like kind of a renaissance in cozies in the last couple of years where we're getting more diverse voices and we're hearing a lot more uh, social is- issues that are relevant to Um, some of our younger readers as well as the older readers. So I feel like they're starting to appeal to a really broad audience. And I just hear more and more people getting into cozies now. And that's really exciting. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah. So what are some of your go-to cozies that you recommend to people? Well, that's, it's so hard because there's just so many good books out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few kind of authors that I think I I would recommend. Oh, I have to make a quick plug. I am part of this group blog. It's called Chicks on the Case. <laughs> Chicksonthecase.com. And so any of those um, authors there are definitely authors that I would recommend. Um, I have... Let's see, one of the authors is, is Ellen Byron, and she does Cajun Country Mysteries. She does a lot of mysteries, actually. Cajun Country Mysteries, and then she has another one that's Maria DiRico that she does. That's a different series under that pen name. And then she has another um, cook cookbook series, vintage cookbook series coming out next year, I think. Um, and then I would say that's Vivian Chen's books. Um, are really good too. I like uh, her, you know, the Asian American cozy mystery take, and she has like a restaurant also. Uh, yeah, I love her series. That's so really fun. Uh, a new series uh, are Esme Addison's books, which I also like as well. Um, and she has like mermaids and Polish mythology in it. It's just a lot of fun. And then I would say new <laughs> new books that you're talking about that are diverse have have been really on my radar recently. And so I like a lot of my uh, Berkeley, I guess Berkeley sister authors are doing really well in terms of like bringing new voices in. So that's Mia P. Manansala and Abby Colette, um, also not through Berkeley, but through Crooked Lane, Raquel V. Reyes has um, a nice like food anthropologist um, 
Latina book as well. So I like all this representation that's happening. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And those are all such great represent or such great recommendations. We actually share a lot of favorites. Um, so that's kind of fun. And I'm gonna go check out that Chicks on the Case blog because that sounds <laughs> like a great place to get recommendations, which I mean I know our our TBRs are always threatening to crush us, but at the same time we always need more book recommendations. So I'm definitely gonna go check that out today. Yeah, definitely. I mean any of us bloggers on there. And then also we also have guest blogs every Wednesday or so. So there's always like new authors that you can discover that you might enjoy. Oh, how fun. Yeah, that definitely sounds like something that's right up my alley and is going to be something I'm checking on weekly. So thank you for that recommendation. You're welcome. Cozies have such a comforting, almost magical quality to them that really draws readers in. What do you think it is about cozies that makes them so enchanting? I I just like being in this kind of magical world almost because you're kind of living in this gentle bubble world (laughs) where (laughs) you live vicariously through this amateur sleuth and it's it's so fun to like get it's like a friend right so you get to know this this character this person and I think it's just nice to kind of step back into um, just a comforting world that you're familiar with And I really do. It's like coming to like a town full of friends, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, oh, it's a nice welcome back, you know, to to this magical place where you can just live in while you flip the pages of the book. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's uh, for me, it's a lot of just like the subplots and the side characters as well. Like you, uh, the authors of Cozy's just do such a beautiful job of developing this full community that readers just get to feel like they're a part of whenever they go back to that series and it is just so comforting it's kind of like um for people that are fans of Gilmore Girls like if you got to step inside of Stars Hollow uh and there's all those like kind of quirky wacky characters that create this beautiful community and that to me is what a cozy feels like Mm -hmm. yeah So one of the things that you have to love about cozies are the puns, Um, and they pop up in a lot of the titles and throughout the novels themselves, and they're just like delightful little Easter eggs. And in the Sassy Cat Mysteries, the pet grooming salon that Mimi Lee owns is called Hollywood, which I just thought was so cute and clever since the book is set in L.A. So as you're writing, do you intentionally look for opportunities to add puns, or does that just kind of happen organically? It's probably a mix of both. So Hollywood for sure was intentional. I was thinking, what could I name a pet shop? And, and it's LA. And then it just like popped into my head. And of course, I, you know, I kind of embellished that atmosphere of the shop. So I made it even more sort of over the top. You know, she's got mm-hmm. like this marquee sign. She's got like these, you know, walk of fame dog walk of fame on the floor so that was a lot of fun to create and I think some of my shop titles I do try to like um you know do a pun of like what is it is is it a you know surf shop and it's all tied up like it's it's just things that I find amusing (laughs) for myself and then I put them in but then sometimes I think some of the puns are just uh organic and they come up as I'm writing the story 
and those are probably like less the titles of locations but more like the wording or like things people say or cats say or <laughs> you know so that's a lot of fun to just just um, naturally surprise me as I'm writing. That's so fascinating. So is there like a lot of collaboration between like you and your editor with the puns? Do most of them come from you? Uh, I'm just always so fascinated to see how that process works, specifically with puns and cozies. I'm just so interested in that. I think, well, I would say probably most of the puns just comes from me okay. <laughs> in my head. But the editor gets involved with the titles because a lot of uh, book titles and cozy mystery book titles are punny. And so we, we do have a lot of back and forth dialogue on what should the title be? And there's usually like a long list of potential contenders. And then we're trying to narrow down what really works and what's funny. And, and yeah, and just that's a collaborative effort. Okay, that's so fascinating. I love hearing about how the insider, insider information of how that all works. So most but not all cozies are set in small towns, but in your series, you've made the decision to set the story in one of the biggest cities in the world, Los Angeles, and those books do just feel so quintessentially L.A., you know, from the doga classes to the fitness function packs, which most of us non-Angelinos would probably call fanny packs, <laughs> and then you have things like pets named Kale. Um, but at the same time, the series does still have that quaint community feeling that readers are used to in cozies. So how did you achieve that? That's, yeah, that's kind of tough in such a broad region. And I think what I tried to do is I just tried to almost highlight certain neighborhoods and pockets of Los Angeles. So I'll have different things happening in different areas and hopefully capture that vibe of like a, a smaller setting and smaller community as Mimi goes about and does her adventures. So I, I do try to make it less overwhelming. Um, and then I think, like I said before too, about the suspects like that narrows it down since it's, it's usually like a, a certain group of people who are the suspects so that it's not, feeling like this large urban area where anything could happen and you know who could it really be so I think that kind of boils down I guess the setting as well mm -hmm. and I try to I try to make like you're saying the side characters and everybody to feel like a family or feel like friends when you're coming into the series yeah absolutely and I can definitely see what you're saying um in your upcoming book, uh, Mimi Lee Cracks the Code, because we've got um, the, the Catalina Island characters and that kind of like small community vibe as well. So I can definitely see what you're saying with how you uh, incorporate specific areas in each of the novels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that one's nice because uh, there's like a group that's, so they're all, you know, vacation rental home owners. So it's, it's nice mm -hmm. to make, you know, easier to make that smaller community. So another hallmark of a cozy mystery novel is having a cast of quirky, lovable characters, and you've certainly delivered on that in the Sassy Cat Mysteries. 
from Marsh Marshmallow, the very sassy talking cat, to Ma, Mimi Lee's adorable mother who's constantly forcing her and her sister into hilariously awkward romantic situations. And then we have Mimi Lee herself. Your characters are just utterly charming. Do you have a favorite character to write? I, you know, it's hard because they're all different personalities. But if I really had to pick one, I would have to say it's Marshmallow. Mm -hmm. And he's just a lot of fun to write because he's basically, <laughs> he's unfiltered and he talks about whatever is on his mind and he's sassy. And he gets to make like so many great quips just about things that are going on or even about like, you know, humans versus animals. And I think he has pretty witty, but then sometimes accurate assessments <laughs> of people mm -hmm. as he kind of, you know, talks about them. Yeah, it's so fun to like get his take on situations and human behavior because you do it in a great way so that it does authentically feel like it's coming from a cat and it's also just like really witty and funny and he has so many great one-liners I think my favorite marshmallow line is don't trust guys who don't own pets and I mean I feel like that's just a great rule to live by in general do you have a favorite marshmallow quote Mm, I was thinking about this question and it's it's really hard. I don't know if I have a favorite one. I think I just like sometimes um the way he he <laughs> calls like humans, like I'll say two leggers or things <laughs> like that. And um, you know, this is a whole attitude of like you know, people are here to serve me, right? <laughs> and so I think it just just that, just that um, personality that he has. It's yeah, great. absolutely. I feel like he would get along very well with my cat. Like I, <laughs> as I was reading it, I was like, this sounds like if my cat could talk, this is probably what she would be saying. <laughs> <laughs> so another fun element that we get in cozies that we don't always get in traditional mysteries is the romantic subplot. And I personally most enjoy cozies that do have a strong love story and in Mimi Lee, you've got kind of a rom-com vibe going, which is so much fun. And you even have a laugh out loud meet cute scene that I enjoyed so much. So how do you approach balancing the romantic elements of the story with the murder mystery? That's really tough, you know, to just have both to, to balance out. Um, and I'm not a, you know, romance author by any means. <laughs> so it's, interesting because I do try to sprinkle it in and um, the balancing part I find is in some ways it works because you have um, you know you have murder which can be serious and can be darker and I think the the romance part is able to you know bring kind of that lighter side too sometimes so that it doesn't get super dark um, in a story and then I try to give kind of fair play to like both sides. I mean, the mystery still remains sort of the core at the heart of uh, the cozy, but I, I do like to have um, little moments of romance 
and I think it's also helpful that you know Josh, who's the romantic interest, like he he's there by her side and usually helping her in in some sort of way. So that that makes it more natural to have that kind of romantic subplot, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I do agree that it does balance out like the darker elements of the murder mystery and like just kind of adds to that cozy vibe that we love in this genre. Um, And I also just have to say about Josh, because I love Josh, and I love how he uh, kind of supports Mimi Lee in her sleuthing instead of just like constantly warning her away from it. Like he, he kind of participates in a really fun way. Yeah, it's really helpful. And, you know, as a lawyer, it's helpful that he has all this legal knowledge as well. But yeah, he's pretty, I mean, sometimes he's, he's like, well, you know, you have to be careful, Mimi. But a lot of times he's just um, super supportive. He's a little bit like um, a very optimal boyfriend in that way. <laughs> yeah. So pets are another big thing in cozies. And obviously in Mimi Lee's story specifically, since she is a pet groomer, so do you have any pets of your own? Um, I, I grew up with pets. And so, but currently, I think I'm just vicariously, um, you know, living through the pets of my relatives <laughs> and okay. family to do that. And then I also have some fun research trips. So a lot of times I get to, um, you know, go see animals and get up close I think some of my favorite ones have been um, going to a local cat cafe and being able to spend time with all these cats and it's it's just super fun and just to research this you know what is a cat cafe Um, and then I went also to Japan previously and they have like a lot of different kind of um, animal themed cafes and so I was able to go to one and spend time with just like all sorts of animals there were like ferrets and there was um there was a hedgehog there were meerkats it was just like a a mix of animals um and then one fun thing that I also did which I don't know if that was research but it was fun (laughs) was I got to go and actually um, read a book alongside a dog and it was just you know it was just kind of fun to have this like basically a therapy dog that um, we can sit with the dog and you just kind of read books together oh how fun that sounds like the best like most fulfilling research you can do as an author how neat Mm -hmm. we do have like one cat cafe in salt lake that just opened a couple of years ago and so we've gone to that a couple of times and it is just so much fun to get to hang out with those cats Mm -hmm, yeah they all have different personalities Uh uh-huh yeah it's pretty fun to kind of figure out and get to know them and I mean, some couldn't care less. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're friendly. So, yeah. Yeah, they're so fun. So in the Sassy Cat Mysteries, you get pretty detailed on the processes of pet grooming. And then you also talk about good versus bad breeding practices. So how much research did you do in those areas to prepare for the series? Mm-hmm. Um, I For the pet grooming, um, I did 
kind of some shadowing and just watching people at work. And also, I mean, there's actually quite a number of um, YouTube videos, blogs about like what, you know, um, what people like tools and how people like make certain styles and so it's that was oh it's like a rabbit hole though <laughs> you'll totally get lost in it and then just the reading practices I think it was just um mostly like articles and trying to um figure out the kind of like um more like educational pieces and like nonprofits and organizations and seeing sort of you know what are appropriate um standards you know that breeders should have Mm -hmm. that's fascinating now I kind of want to get on YouTube and watch some pet grooming (laughs) videos (laughs) that sounds like a lot of fun and I can definitely see how that could be a rabbit hole that you would go down Mm -hmm. yeah people are so creative too it's like wow I know you could (laughs) and it's like amazing to that So one of the things I love about the Mimi Lee Marshmallow dynamic was the fact that Marshmallow gets actively involved in the investigations. And I mean, what a perfect sleuthing partner because he can't leave fingerprints. So if you had no choice but to become an amateur sleuth yourself, would you want a talking cat for a sidekick? I think the cat would be perfect because, you know, they're they're so smart um, and they uh, they're super flexible and and they're also um really silent (laughs) i was thinking you know there's you you know you a cat burglar burglar right you call it cat burglar and that's because they're so stealthy and so that would be like just the essential um feline spy right that you can get involved in your sleuthing investigations not like i want to be involved in a lot of (laughs) murder cases but it would be good yeah, but if you had to be, a cat does seem to be ideal. They're also just so observant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if I ever had to be an amateur sleuth, I definitely <laughs> think I would want a cat as a sidekick. <laughs> so before we wrap up, let's do a lightning round of questions so that readers can get to know you, Jennifer J. Chow, a little bit better. So we'll just answer as fast as you can the first thing that comes to mind. So coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. And the book you're reading right now? Um, I have a huge, you know, to be read pile. But I'd say recently read is uh, Molt to Death by Kate Lansing. I really like her mysteries as well. Her cozy. I love theory. that book. I agree. Okay. One of your favorite movies of all time. Um. Okay. So ever after and your favorite season spring spring so you've got you've got a while now to, to I know. Spring, we'll, wait we'll get there uh favorite genre to read uh it's gotta be mystery um and then i guess the other ones i like are um, young adult women's fiction uh yeah i, I like to kind of read around to different genres hop and what's your favorite food? Oh my goodness, that's hard. I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Reading culinary cozy, I was like, I like all sorts of food. But, <laughs> um, okay, I would say uh, dim sum. Oh yes. And the author you'd most like to meet? 
Okay, so I have multiple answers. <laughs> so if it's an author who's passed away, it, it would be Agatha, Agatha Christie. Mm -hmm. um, someone alive, um, maybe Amy Tan or, or Joanne Flute. Oh, yes. Excellent choices. And then the location you'd most like to visit? Uh, I think maybe the English countryside. I haven't gotten there yet and it sounds fabulous. It does. And it just, um, I look at pictures of the English cozy or the English countryside on Pinterest all the time. And they just have that cozy vibe. Like I just want to pack up my library and go hang out there for a few weeks. So I agree. I'm there with you. Yeah. And get some tea. I was thinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, absolutely. All right. Well, Jennifer's latest novel in the Sassy Cat Mysteries, Mimi Lee Cracks the Code is coming out on November 30th. I've read it, I loved it, and I can't wait to chat with all of you about it. But Jennifer, before we sign off, do you want to give readers a hint about what they can expect in your new novel? Sure. So the next one um, has Josh and Mimi planning this romantic getaway on Catalina Island. But, oh, once they get there, things go awry. There's mysterious happenings um, on the island there's deaths and there's a dead body so <laughs> they have to figure out what is going on so then it's up to you know josh um mimi and marshmallow to figure it out once again wonderful well congratulations on your upcoming release and it has just been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast i'm so looking forward to reading more of your books and i'm sure all of our listeners are as well so thank you so much for chatting today Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for hosting, Christy. Absolutely. And we'd love to have you on again in the future. Definitely. Um, and listeners, stay tuned because we'll be right back with some upcoming cozy book recommendations that you can't miss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Get Cozy Podcast, we're going to be ending each episode with recommendations for some upcoming cozy mystery releases that you simply can't miss. So without further ado, here are a couple of cozies to add to your to-read list. Fans of Abby Collette's Ice Cream Parlor Mysteries are in for a treat this month because she has a brand new series coming out on November 9th. The first book is titled Body and Soul Food, and it is so good. This is a story about fraternal twins Keaton and Kobe, who are preparing to open their own bookstore and soul food cafe in the oh-so-charming Pacific Northwest town of Timber Lake. But their plans are derailed when Kobe's foster brother is found murdered. The police seem stumped by the murder, but Keaton and Kobe are determined to catch the killer before their new cafe opens. Y'all, I just loved everything about this book, from the Pacific Northwest vibes, to the brother-sister relationship, to the way Abby Collette created such a captivating mystery. It's so wonderful, and it comes out on November 9th from Berkeley, so be sure to add that one to your TBR.
The other November release I want to mention is Petals and Poison by Jess Dillon. This is the second book in her Flower House Mystery series. I'm a huge fan of this series. I find the writing and the flower shop setting so charming. And in this book, our protagonist, Sierra Ravenswood's new shop is still struggling to get off the ground. So with the help of her staff and her former boss's adorable pet, Corgi, Sierra comes up with a plan to draw customers in. They create an elaborate window display filled with some auspicious flowers. When a van pulls up full of students the next day, Sierra thinks the window display did the trick. But when the student's professor turns up dead inside the flower shop, and people start referring to it as Poison House, it becomes clear that Sierra's grand plan has epically backfired. This series has a cast of characters that you'll just fall in love with, and I definitely recommend it for fans of Ellie Alexander's Bake Shop Mysteries. It comes out on November 30th from St. Martin's Press, so don't miss it. That's all for this week's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Also follow me at Cozy Christie. That's Cozy K R Y S T I to see which cozies I'm reading and recommending. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy reading and stay cozy. Mm-hmm.